You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. I want to talk today about the presence of the Lord. We've experienced his presence already in this service, right? There's something about when people of like faith get together and begin to worship and praise the Lord, how it encourages one another. The more you realize that someone else is getting blessed, it just blesses your heart that someone else is getting blessed. You realize you're getting blessed yourself. Amen? Psalms uh, 16, verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Well, we've caught a little glimpse of that again this morning, haven't we? In his presence, there's fullness of joy. There's a lot of joy expressed there today. The Christian life can be one of power and victory. But if we're ever going to overcome the obstacles that we face, we need the abiding presence of the Lord. When Moses obeyed God's call to lead Israel's children out of the slavery of Egypt, he soon realized that he couldn't do it alone. He needed God's presence to go with him. We hear him in conversation with God in Exodus chapter 33, verses 13 to 15. And this is what he's saying. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, that is God said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence do not go with us, do not bring us up from here. God said, Moses, it's okay. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. In other words, you don't have to worry, Moses. I've got your back. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. You don't have to be anxious about this. You don't have to stay up late worrying over what you're going to do. Just follow me. Just trust me. And that is what God is saying to each one of us. He wants us to trust him. Oh, on any given day, we can find 
things that come our way that is much bigger than us. And if we allow the mind to take over and you get those pictures in your mind, all the dreadful things that can come out of this, you're a nervous wreck. But our God says, trust in me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge me and I will direct your path. He's got you in the palm of his hand, friend. He loves you. He cares about you. And he knows my life and your life from beginning to end. He's never broadsided. He's never taken by surprise. He's just asking that you and I would trust him. We can go anywhere and do anything that God may ask of us when his presence is with us, when we are aware that our God is with us. David did not want to face the loneliness outside of God's presence. You remember after he had sinned, that great sin with Bathsheba. In Psalm 51.11, he's praying, he's crying out to God, crying out from the depths of his soul, cast me not away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. David knew that there would be consequences for his sin. But he couldn't imagine going through the consequences of his sin without the presence of the Lord. Loneliness is a fact of life for people of all ages, all levels of life, all classes of life. In the latter years of his life, one of the best-known, beloved Bible teachers of this century talked about the loneliness he felt after his wife went to be with the Lord. He had married somewhat later in life and always had a keen sense that his wife was a special gift from God. And he continued his ministry after death for many years, but he would often refer to himself as a lonely old man and look forward to their reunion in heaven. I once read about an elderly Christian lady who lived all alone. It reported that she had died and was dead quite a number of days before anyone missed her. When they had found her, someone came across her diary. And for days on end, page after page after page, there was just this written, no one came. Day after day, no one came. No one came. And that is the essence of loneliness. And I understand from talking to people that there's a lot of people in our nursing homes and seniors' homes, basically abandoned by family, 
and nobody comes. Nobody visits them. There is still, there is a lot around us. We're surrounded by people and still people feel all alone, alone in the crowd. I'm fully aware that there may be someone here right now that feels that way. You don't really know anyone. You don't have any friends. And you're feeling all alone. That should never be in a company of Christian people. In his last engagement at the Las Vegas Hilton in December uh, 1976, Elvis Presley, who was raised in a Pentecostal church, kept a pad by his bed in which he wrote, I feel so lonely. Help me, Lord. Child of God, you're not alone. Jesus has promised to stay by your side. You don't have to be in church to sense and feel the presence of God. The fact is that he has spoken it in his word, that he will never leave you or forsake you. If there's any movement that has gone on, it is me moving away from God. God never moves from me, and he never moves from you. And he loves you when you do everything right, and he loves you when you do everything wrong. His love is constant. Matthew 28, 20. Jesus said, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is a guarantee of his continued presence with us. A promise that you will never be alone in all of life's difficulties. And this has great significance for you and I. First of all, his presence gives us a sense of security. Doesn't it feel good to know that the creator of this universe is standing beside you today? His Holy Spirit is within you. And you have at your disposal the attention of the Almighty God you can ask him any question. You can tell him any secret. He's not going to come down on you. But he's going to love you. He's going to help you. In Isaiah 43 verse 2, we're reminded of this scripture. When you pass through the waters... I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall flame scorch you. I can't lose with Jesus by my side. I'm a winner. But folks, it's got to be more than a head knowledge. 
It's got to be something that's settled in your spirit that you know that you know that you know that the word of God is true and what he has said he will do. That's why Paul could say in Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers or things present or things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Secondly, his presence gives us encouragement. Remember Philip's conversation with Jesus. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and it will satisfy us. It will be sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me? Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. And we have the record, God's Word, the New Testament, and it reveals Jesus. We see Jesus in all of his fullness, relating to us as human beings even. And he's showing us the Father. When you see Jesus, you see the Heavenly Father. The same love, the same compassion. The same desire to fill your every need. The fact of the matter is that the Lord is always present. He is here right now. We only need to acknowledge Him. Too often we're ignoring the presence of the Lord. We act as if he's far away. He's way up there or way out there somewhere. But we fail to acknowledge that he's right here. He's as close as a prayer away. He's as close as our breathing. He knows what we need even before we ask. But he don't force himself upon me. So although he knows that I have a need, he needs to hear me say, Father, I need you. Father, I need help. I need direction. I need courage. I need strength. I need to know that I have enough money to pay my bills this month. I need to know that my job is secure. I need to know that you've got me in the palm of your hand. And to all of these questions, there is one big fat yes. Yes, because all of the promises of the Lord is yes, and in him amen, for the glory of God. 
He gets the glory when you and I believe and receive from his bountiful supply. He gets the glory and you get the blessing. Amen. He's always with you because he's in you. and You can't get any closer than that, can you? John chapter 14, verses 15 and 18, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray to Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he is with you and will be in you. And I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. We know that on the day of Pentecost, that promise was fulfilled. The church received the mighty endowment of power to help us as we walk in this life for him. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, for he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Thirdly, His presence gives us strength to carry on. Philippians 4.13 tells us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Never be afraid that something is too difficult for you. If God lays it upon your heart, now get this, if God lays it upon your heart, If you're a man or a woman of prayer, if you're a man or woman who believes the word of God, you will have the mind of Christ and you will have the things coming through your mind that God wants you to have. And if he gives a calling upon your life for your career, whatever it may be, we don't need to take a whole lot of time in naming all the things because it's innumerable anyway, but If he gives you a desire in your heart, you can do it. It doesn't matter if right now you are incapable of doing it. If you give yourself to God and you say, Lord, I'm yours, I'm available, and this is the desire of my heart. I don't have the education for it. I don't have the wherewithal for it. I don't have the brain for it. But Lord, I just sense that this is what you're calling me to do. God will cause you to be able to do it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. God's promise to Joshua on condition that he would faithfully serve him is available to you and I. Listen to what he said. Joshua 1.5 There shall not be any man able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. And I can just hear some analyzer saying, but pastor, that was to Joshua. And you're not Joshua, and I'm not Joshua. Oh, but I always fall back on that beautiful scripture that says that God is no respecter of persons. And I'm reminded of Peter. 
very religious man, religious Jewish man. And he gets this vision. The only way that God could get this into his heart was to give him a vision of all of the unclean foods a Jewish man was not supposed to touch and not supposed to eat. When it was all over, he was finally in Cornelius' house at the direction of the Lord, a Gentile. He wasn't even supposed to walk into through the door of that man's house. But God had directed him. The angel of the Lord came to him. And when he stood to speak, this is what he said. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. What he did for Joshua, the promise that he made to Joshua, it was a direct promise to Joshua, but I can stand upon those promises. I can believe in those promises. I can believe that if God did it for Joshua, he will do it for me. If God did it for Moses, he will do it for me. Amen? Amen. When you are on assignment for God, God will see to it that that assignment is fulfilled. Now, there's a lot of things we don't understand. We don't understand why a man like um, Stephen, amen, just a very short while, he was a deacon, and the Lord gave him a message, and he began to preach that message, and before he was finished with his message, he was stoned to death. Why did that happen? I got a message that's coming up soon concerning those sort of things. We leave the things that we don't know and we don't understand with God. I'm not going to waste my time trying to figure out something that the Bible is not clear on for me. Amen? Now I'm gone off track here. I think I said his... His presence gives us strength to carry on. Yes, all things, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. So just look to God. He's not far away. He's in you. As he was for Paul, he will be for you. In 2 Corinthians 12, 19, this is what he said to Paul. Paul had a difficulty in his life. He didn't quite understand what was going on there. But God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. There's some things that I'm going to have to go through. But God will be there with me. His grace is sufficient for me. I can carry that burden with Jesus by my side. Number four, his presence gives us courage to conquer our fears. One of the most difficult things is you stand in faith, you believe the word, and the old enemy begins to battle you in your mind. And you see all of those what-ifs. 
What if this happens? What if this don't happen? Psalm 46, 1 and 2 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Regardless of what happens, God is still there. Don't forget, I will never leave you or forsake you. God don't lie. His word don't lie. His word is truth. So if you're going through a difficult time right now, you've put a timeline on when the Lord, maybe you didn't really say it, but you've got an idea in your mind when you want this thing to happen, when you want this miracle. And you wake up this morning and you still got the same mountain in your way, Remember, God hasn't moved. He's still with you. And his grace is sufficient. His grace is going to carry you through today. And maybe this is the day that he has chosen that he will remove that mountain from your life. And if not today, maybe tomorrow. You keep going on, you keep pressing on, you keep believing until the answer comes or until he calls you home. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Isn't that awesome? So we know where fear comes from. We cast that out in the name of Jesus. The devil, get out of here. I'm going to believe the word. I'm not going to listen to your lies. I'm just going to believe the word. I don't understand it all. If the qualification to be a pastor of a Pentecostal church was that you had to know it all, I could never qualify. And I don't know any man that could. We have to come to grips with the fact that there are things that we don't understand. Jeremiah 1, 7 and 8, the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all and to whom I send. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. You know, like, I don't have a lot of experience. God said, don't go talking like that. I'm sending you. I'm going to be with you. So it doesn't matter. Age don't don't count into the factor at all.
Five, his presence assures us of victory. The attribute of God known as omnipresence, meaning that God is in all places at all times. Oh, that is awesome. That is way beyond our human understanding, isn't it? When you come to that point where you can believe that God can be here in Cold Lake this morning and in Africa, in China, in the U.S., all over in every one of those places, every city in the world, every town and every inlet and every house church, wherever people are gathered in His name, He's there. If you can grasp that and you can believe that, you're a man and a woman of faith. And so why don't we exercise more faith? Amen? Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 23 and 24. Am I a God who is only close at hand, says the Lord? No. I am far away at the same time. That's it. Just what I was saying, right? I'm far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and earth, says the Lord? What an awesome God we serve. God who reigns over all things created, the unseen, is present in your life at every moment, everywhere you go. No one can hide from his presence. This should invoke a godly fear in us, shouldn't it? It also cause for great rejoicing as we worship and praise him together. When we accept this revelation, the whole armor of God has a greater meaning. Because in reality, every day we're putting on Christ. We are truly on a winning team. And victory is ours. His omnipresence means that he stands with us at every moment. He can be dealing with a person who's going through a deep waters. And he can be with another person at the same time who's rejoicing over the birth of a newborn baby, a newfound love, a new marriage, a new beginning, a restoration of a relationship. Every one of us, in our own situations, God is with us. We are never out of his sight. He is truly Emmanuel, God with us. The presence and power of the Holy Spirit gives confidence and strength to overcome all the works of the enemy. John 16, 33 
says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. He said, I have overcome the world. The battle is already won. Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We have victory over the strongholds in our life. Problem areas that are hard to overcome. Potential causes for defeat. We have victory over these things. Over fear and unbelief and habits, addictions, imaginations, depression, pride, unforgiveness, hurts, the pain of a broken heart. And the list goes on and on and on. We have victory over these things. Jesus is right there with you, helping you, helping me to be victorious. And so in conclusion today, there is a condition for anyone to benefit from his presence. And that condition is faith and obedience. Because you have to believe this. If you can't believe it, if you believe someone who has taught you something different than this, it's hard for you to believe it. But you've got to believe it in order for it to work in your life. And you've got to obey the word in order for the word to work in your life as well. Moses, just a biblical illustration. Moses and the people had arrived at the Jordan River across from Jericho. They had came from Egypt to the, to the Jordan River in very short time. And Moses had sent out 12 spies who had returned and gave their report. Ten said, it's impossible for us to go in there. We'll be slaughtered. Our families will be slaughtered. Our children will be slaughtered. There are walls there. There are walled cities. There are giants there. They've got superior weapons. Remember, they came out of Egypt. They came out without any weapons. You realize that? And so, someone else said, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. Even though Joshua and Caleb tried to convince the people that with God they could win, The people refused, and they even considered, the Bible says, of stoning Caleb and Joshua because they stood up for what God had promised. They said, listen, if God promised us, we can do it. 
They said, let's stone those guys. You're going to get us in trouble. God commanded that because of their disobedience, their lack of faith in his promises, that they would have to go back into the wilderness for 40 years until that generation had died off. And then everyone, 20 years of age, that's 20, 20 years of age when, when this decree was given, they would be the generation that would come back, they and their children, and fight, go across Jordan and fight the enemy. When they heard this, the Bible says that they wept all night. And then they came to Moses and they said, okay, we've changed our mind. We're going to go up and we're going to fight. This is what Moses said, Numbers chapter 14, verse 41 and 43. But Moses said, why are you now disobeying the Lord's order to return to the wilderness? It won't work. Do not go up into the land now. You will only be crushed by your enemies because the Lord is not with you. You see, we can, we can go with our own desires and our own will and our own analyzing. But if God is not in it, the result is not going to be good. He said, when you face the Amalites and the Canaanites in battle, you will be slaughtered. The Lord will abandon you because you have abandoned the Lord. In other words, the Lord is not going to bless something that he did not ask, did not call you to do. They had already done what was unthinkable. They refused to believe the promises of God. And because of that, they lost out on the presence of God. So when they went into battle, the Lord did not go with them. They didn't have the presence of the Lord with them. In fact, the Ark of the Covenant that was in the camp was not even carried out to go into battle, which represented the presence of the Lord. And it is a great lesson for us to learn that anything that we want to do for God, let's ensure that we have his presence. Faith plays a great part in practicing his presence. In spite of all the loneliness experienced in this world, God has provided for his children to be comforted, to never be alone. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. 
and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. That's where I want to dwell. I want to be able to experience his presence on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday again. Jesus is that path, and he's here right now. Don't ignore his presence. Reach out to him. You want to stand with me? Just close your eyes and shut out every distraction right now. Just get along with him in the crowd. Now talk to him in your spirit. Not out loud. Just in your heart. Just talk to him. Just be real with him. You can tell him about your doubts, about your fears, about your hopes, about your needs your dreams. You can ask him anything. Just have that conversation with him right now. Listen. After you're finished talking to him, listen. Listen for his answer. Be still. And know that he is God. Let him speak to you. Sometimes we do so much talking to God, we pray, but we never stop to listen. Let him speak to your heart. You're in his presence. This is your day, this is your morning to receive from his bountiful supply. As our worship team continues to lead us in worship. Let him speak to your heart. And if you need to do some business with God this morning, you need prayer for anything, God is here. He's right near. Amen. We can agree with you. We can pray with you. Remember, it is God. It is God that does the work. It is God that is in you, with you. He loves you and he cares. Lord bless you. Have an awesome week with God. If you need to know Jesus as your Savior this morning, come, we'll pray with you. If you need healing for your body, come, we'll pray with you. There is nothing impossible with him. Nothing. This is where we come to get fueled up. This is where we come. This place is charged with faith this morning. There are people here ready to believe God for anything. And they're ready to believe God with you. So reach out to him and receive from his bountiful supply.
you've been listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.